The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Learn the language of spirit. This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My name is Laura Wooster, and we will be taking calls today, 816-251-3555. Again, it's 816-251-3555. And I have a wonderful guest today. And if, if you're interested in energy healing or you've heard about energy healing, but you really don't know what it's all about, or perhaps you're a seasoned energy healer and you'd like to hear a different perspective um, for another healer, um, you definitely want to listen in today. And um, like I said, we will be taking your calls for questions if you'd like. Um, so my guest today is such a lovely, amazing healer. Her name is Prajna Avalon and she's in Brazil at the moment. And actually she's she is Brazilian, and, but she's a world traveler as well. So you never know quite know where she's going to be when, when there's not a pandemic going on. So... <laughs> But um, but without further ado, I definitely want to bring her right back on because we have so much to talk about and much to learn from Prajna. So welcome, Prajna Avalon. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, so <laughs> In a world pandemic, so we can all meet, regardless of where we're at. <laughs> exactly. It's wonderful that technology allows us to do that. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yes. And you have such a beautiful way about you. I just, just like just talking to you is healing, I feel. So I know that it, you just have a wonderful healing vibration to to your energy. And um, and so I know that people are going to benefit just from from the conversation today. But um, so just I always like to talk about how people got to where they are, because I think that's so fascinating to see when where does the door open for life-changing steps towards our life purpose you know and so how did you get on this path as a healer so for me i i guess there are uh, maybe two phases to it there was the the phase from uh, my childhood i grew up in a in a healing community so i grew up getting healings once a week my whole my whole entire you know childhood and teenage years my father um, was a healer. My mother worked in the healing center too. So I was really in the community and in in learning about all of this from when I was really young. It was a 
a, such beauty, uh, it was a beautiful center. They actually had books for children where you could learn about chakras and life after death and communication with spirits from when you were like five years old. There were, there were, you know, classes where you could learn about this. You know, if you were like four and five, you had a class, six and seven, you know, eight and nine. So you actually learned about this since you were a kid. And I was a part of that. So it was a, a really present part of my everyday life. Um, and, and for me, I always, I, I had very natural abilities from when I was really young. So all the teachers, all the adults, all the mediums, all the healers, everybody noticed because it was very easy for me to communicate with spirit, to conduct energy, to know things without knowing them. So it was kind of very normal for me, for me, for the most part. Um, when I was a teenager, I started noticing that I was a little bit different because most most kids are not like that. And uh, <laughs> so I, I started actually feeling a little bit outside. You know, I, I knew a lot. I could see a lot. I could understand a lot. I had a lot of intuition. I could see a lot. And the world around me wasn't like that. It was like that in, in the healing center where we were a couple of times a week. But outside of that, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't anything like that. So my teenage years, I kind of tried to get away from it, actually. I tried to, I asked my guides, I wanted to be more normal. I wanted to have more normal friendships and normal interactions. And I didn't want to, you know, see spirits following me home and talking to me everywhere I went. So I, <laughs> and, and they did give me a break to a certain extent. I stopped seeing, hearing spirits everywhere I went. It kind of, it did give me a break. So through my teenage years, I played a lot of sports. I got involved in a lot of different creative um, sorts of stuff. Not that it went away completely. I still had, uh, you know, mostly at that time was more. It was more mediumship. You know, uh, uh, loved ones would come up to me and say, you know, you know, your friend you're talking to, can you give her this message? I would still do that every once in a while, but it wasn't as often. And um, <laughs> But I, I kind of thought that that was it. It was just my regular life. I wanted to be a psychologist. And I, I moved to the U.S. when I was 20. And um, what happened is one day I was 21 and I was at a friend's house. And she had this catalog for a healing school. Um, it said Barbara Brennan School of Healing. And I picked up the catalog and I opened the catalog. And I had this immediate vision that took over my whole body the, the the feeling of it of me being a healer and being a teacher and leading classes and going to the school and teaching at the school it was so strong that i i said yes because i i you know it, it kind of turned my life around and i think it's when they said okay you've you've played enough now you've stayed away from this enough and now it's time you know it's time to to go further so that's like the second second phase of uh, being you know giving myself to spirits that's kind of how it went <laughs> <laughs> beautiful now now what so growing up in brazil is this typically what what people um, in Brazil, is this a focus in general, like um, in healing? Is there more of an awareness more than there would be in the West here? I mean, in the um, in the States? 
Yeah, Brazilians, they, you know, like most people, if you talk to them, they believe in, you know, they say, oh, my grandmother came to visit me yesterday. They like have a sense of spirits and they, they can have a feel for them and people believe in reincarnation, most, most, most people. And Brazilians are very spiritual in general. So healing centers in Brazil are usually mostly run for free. They're usually part of some Brazilian religions that stem, one of them stems from spiritualism, another one stems from uh, African religions. So they're, they're usually, you know, they're, even though they're like courses for becoming a healer or a medium that are three, four, five years long, everything is for free because it's all part of the culture. It's part of what you do. And, uh, in Brazil, usually you don't charge for being a healer in these regards. So it's all free centers everywhere. Um, so it's it's a huge part of the culture. There are centers like the one where I grew up that, you know, every three, four, four blocks, there's a, a place like this. So, wow. you know, not everybody was as, in, as involved as I was, but most Brazilians... Um, are very, very spiritual and have a, a quite a vast knowledge of spirituality and life after death and all of that just because of of the culture, because of the, our upbringing, upbringing. Wow. Now, you've spent some time in New England. Um, and do you yeah, think it's... It, it's 22 years there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a lifetime. Uh, well, so I mean, coming from um, an environment where it's so, so well regarded and you know that energy healing and, and that aspect of healing um and it's such a, a regular part of life coming from that coming and then coming to the states and living in new england do you think it's possible that that we could in the states ever get to that point where it's that that well embraced i think so i i believe that i i believe the whole world will at some point be embracing it to that level because it's truly what we are, right? We're all spirits. We're, right. you know, we're connected to the spirit world. We're actually part of the spiritual world as we're, as we're talking. So I think, you know, evolution. I think it's unavoidable that they, they states or, or or all other countries in, in in each of their own timing. I think it's all gonna get there because it's it's the true reality, right? It's what it's right. the all embracing reality. So mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, the way I see is many, each country in the world or different places or areas in the world connect with different chakra systems, even like the U.S. is very much, I feel like a third chakra world. It's, it has a lot to do with work. It has a lot to do with the mind, which, you know, the third chakra, the solar plexus chakra is a gateway to the third level of the field, which has to do with the mind. So it's a very mind-centered, work-centered country. Um, Brazil is a very heart-centered country, so it's easier to be in mm. touch with spirits when you're on the heart level. But yeah. I feel like we're all at some point going to connect with all of the levels of the aura and the energy field. So I, I don't have a doubt that it's going to get there. And I think just in the 20-something years that I, I've spent in the U.S., it's already much more accepted than it was in, you know, 20-something years ago when I first got there. Right, right. So hopefully it's it's part of our evolution, hopefully. 
Yeah, I think so. I think it's unavoidable. I think it's uh, it, it can only go in that direction as people keep looking for answers and in cures and healings and understandings and you know explanations. You have to go a little bit deeper than what you see in the you know in this kind of dualistic world. So I I believe it's going to go more and more towards it. Wonderful. So there's it's um you know in the last 10 years or so i noticed that um that energy healing is becoming much more known um you know people often will speak of a lot of people have heard of reiki so that's one yeah. form of energy healing so for people who don't really understand what energy healing is um what type of healing do you do and and what exactly is it meant to do yeah so Energy healing, it, it's um, its kind of like a, a broad term, right? Because there's right. so many different types of healing. I mean, acupuncture, you know, deals with energy and it could be called the type of healing, right? And uh, mm -hmm. Reiki and uh, there's so many things. So um, basically what happens is this. So we have the awareness of our physical body, of our different systems, right? Circulatory, respiratory, and all of that. So we have the physical body. Before the physical body is created, if you look, if you, you know, a healer or somebody that has, uh, that has developed their vision, if they look at a pregnant woman and if they, you know, if they can really see the energy field, you can see the energy field of the baby, and how the baby is going to kind of look like before the body's formed. And you see that energy field changing, and then the baby grows into it. And then the energy field grows into more, the baby grows into it more. So the energy field precedes the physical body. And what is the energy field? So it has many different levels to it. It has many different chakras. So different parts um, govern different areas. So there's an area that is a mirror to the physical body. It's literally how the physical body got formed is by this template. There's an area that, uh, that takes care, governs our emotions, our feelings about ourselves. There's an area for the mind. There's an area for relationships. There's an area for spiritual connection. There's an area for karmic um, experiences. So Everything is in the energy field. Our emotions here, our life direction, our physical body, our relationships are nothing but consequences of what's in the energy field. This energy field comes with us from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime, except a, a couple of parts that dissolve between lifetimes. But most of it is there. So energy healing is when we go into this deeper level of the energy field and look at the areas there that are um, in need of, of help, that need to be restructured or need to be released or need to be open or need to be reconnected to. So it's, it's what really will support us in our life here on this planet to have an easier way. You know, sometimes we're just kind of working, 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 working our lives here and we go, oh my gosh, like I'm trying so hard. I've tried all I can and it never works out. Well, there's something, the energetic system that's probably blocked or there's a reason why it's not working out. So we're kind of like just swimming against the currents, you know? So when you mm -hmm. go to the energetic system, you kind of clear that current and then you start swimming calmly and you can actually, you know, make the changes, changes that you want in this life. So energy healing, the way I look at it is just kind of 
evening out the path, the, the journey, the physical body, the emotions, relationships, so that we can actually implement those changes in our in our lives. It, it has it works in conjunction, um, you know, one with another. Our lives and the energy, and the and, and the energy world. For me, I graduated from uh, the Barbara Brennan School of Healing. So there they teach what's called the Brennan Healing Science, which uh, Barbara Brennan was a NASA physicist. So she developed her methodology for healing. It's very specific. So you can actually go into an organ, into the DNA. You can go, you can learn how to work very specific, specifically in places. You don't just send energy in, but you know, it's a, it was a seven-year training program for me. Wow. There, yeah, it was four years of the training, the regular training for you to be a Brennan healing science practitioner, and then I did three years of advanced studies. So it's, it's extremely deep. So it's a very complete healing system where you can, you know, people can come and say, I have trouble in this area, in relationships, in this regard, and you can go directly there. So it's much more effective then um, or it can be more effective than just kind of sending energy to the areas in need you can you can have much more direct results because it's so precise hmm. wow that's um i didn't realize it was that in depth a, a seven-year program that's amazing it's so long i can i like when i say that i'm like really i was there and then i i taught there for i think two or three years so it was a long time it's like time goes by you know and you go like wow i think it's just amazing what happened <laughs> <laughs> so um and this is something that you've mentioned before about how sometimes people confuse healing with curing oh right so, yes yes so if, and I and I love how you describe that. You describe in such a well that in such a way that it's so understandable because a lot that it does happen a lot. It's like why didn't they get better if they had received energy healing? Why didn't they get better? Meaning like yeah. you know people's definition of getting better is cured physically. That's 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 exactly right. Um, so I'll start by just repeating that. Usually people's definition of healing is curing. So if somebody comes with a physical illness if if they don't see a cure they think they they're not healed or if somebody has a an issue i don't know in any areas of life if there isn't a resolution of that they think there's no healing now that's a that's one way to look at it but it's a very um limited way in the dualistic world where we live we're looking at that just by looking and how things look in this lifetime, in this moment. Healing, if we open the, 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 the if we broaden our perspective. So we were just talking about reincarnation, right? The different lifetimes. I mentioned that a little bit. We This lifetime where we're in right now, it's a tiny dot in the extensiveness of who we are in all that we've lived. True healing is where we really heal we bring peace to areas within our spirits that sometimes will bring a cure to this life and sometimes will bring a cure to some other areas in our lives uh, another lifetime and a lot of the times the the healing that we need as a spirit happens through difficulties it happens through an illness 
through something hard that we go through. You know, it, it, this idea that curing is the best thing, it's is very, very archaic. Sometimes an, an illness getting cured would be the worst thing that would happen to me, for example, if I had something, because I wouldn't have learned, I wouldn't have grown as a spirit in what I needed to, which could have been, I don't know, patience, surrender, allowing myself to learn how to be taken care of, having patience. You know, there's so many things we learn through difficulties. So when somebody comes to me for healing, I, of course, I would love for everybody to be cured. And that's always in my intention somehow. But the deeper intention is to surrender to each person's higher self and to each person's path that the deepest healing can happen to them more than I can even understand. Does that did that make sense? Was that as clear as I've done before? Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> yeah, when, and it does. It's a good point to make is that when you know we tend to look at this lifetime and what effect it has on this lifetime. But if we if we find it doesn't go in the way we hope to, that we have to recognize that um, that this actually might be having an effect on the next lifetime energetically. Exactly. Um, well, everything yeah. that happens in this lifetime will have an effect in the next next lifetime, right? Everything, right? Every place, mm -hmm. every lesson, every piece of growing and learning, or everything, you know, anything that we do that is not great, you know. That's why mm -hmm. it's so important to walk through life with integrity, and right. to really walk in peace, because everything has an effect uh, on on. On, on what we do in the future. And I'm not saying this, you know, with a, an intent to bring fear or anything like that, but it's the same as if I right. say, you know, if you're having lunch every day and you're eating French fries, your health in 10 years is going to be different than if you're having lunch and you're having vegetables, you know, with rice and, and juice. So it's the same mm -hmm. thing, you know, everything that we do has an effect. So we got to always, you know, walk life with awareness in all senses of it. Mm, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, sometimes people will equate that with um, karmic, you know, something being punitive and yeah. as a punishment for doing bad, but it's just everything has an equal cause and reaction, correct? Exactly. Causing reaction is, it's kind of like the universal law. It's, it's, it's exactly, you throw a ball up, the ball is going to fall. You know, if you eat French fries for lunch, it's going to cause something, you know, versus you eating vegetables. It's not that you're being punished, it's that your actions of, I'll say the French fries, because it's a silly example, but it's just your actions, your choices made your body like that. You're not being punished. It, it's just the, you know, the, the results of, of the actions versus if you're eating, I don't know, broccoli or something like that. You know, <laughs> right. It's not, nothing is punishment. I really believe and from all of the, the, the healing work that I've done on my, I've received on myself and I have contributed to, I've never, ever, ever, ever felt anybody being punished. Never. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's all this action and reaction. We, you know, everything has a, the universe is always emotion. Our lives are also emotion. So everything that we, we create somehow will be part of our our, our future and our in our presence and uh, and those around us. So it's very important to uh, be mindful of that as much as we can. Mm. So um, you know, considering that that any healing that we might receive on in this lifetime can actually affect our next one. Actually, can it also affect 
our past lives as well? Well, yes, I, I think there, there are different ways that I see that, you know, there are the, you know, the lines of thoughts that we that see that we're living parallel lives. Uh, yes. And in a way, it's true because all of our experiences are combined here. So not, nothing is separate, right? So right. let's say it's, it's let's say um, like I have a really hard time with my mother this lifetime. Um, and we bring healing. We can find love and we can find uh, peace and we can find forgiveness and we bring healing. It doesn't mean that the lives that we lived before are erased and something gets changed there and suddenly we're, we're peaceful. And let's say we had five lifetimes where we were horrible to each other. It doesn't mean that that gets erased and changed, but right. it means that that doesn't have an effect anymore. It's, it's past. It, that's that's what it means when it affects past lives. It means that 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 those feelings, the anger, it's kind of um, neutralized. That that frequency, that energy is neutralized, and it, it's not as present anymore. So we stay with what's here today. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It definitely does. And and I've had conversations with um, you know clients who've come to me and everything, and they've had some difficult. Um, scenarios in their life and, and saying, well, I, I'd like to make peace with, you know, this person in my life, um, you know, family member, but it just doesn't seem like it's meant to be. And, mm-hmm. and then I will say, you know, maybe even if you can't face to face through a conversation that they can't accept that, but perhaps talking to their higher selves can help to ease the path for the two of you in your next life. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I mean, speaking to somebody's higher self, that part will always listen. It will always, right. always listen. And and the other thing is, we should never say, oh, it's just not meant to be. Maybe you know, because there, when we're talking about relationships, there are two people. So let's mm-hmm. say, you know, me and my mother. If that if that were the case, if I want to work on it and she doesn't. Well, it's not going to get worked on, right? Because she just right. truly, truly, truly doesn't want to work on it. There's nothing I can do about it. But what I can do about it is work on it in my own heart, even forgiving that she doesn't want to work on it. You know, exactly. so my peace, my place of the karmic clearing, I can always do. And if we're doing, if we do this with somebody and we clear it completely within ourselves and in our hearts and they're not clearing it, Either we're going to have another opportunity to clear in another lifetime, or if let's say, you know, this one person cleared and they've moved forward, they're on to other things now and the other person is still holding on, the universe kind of will get this person to work this out with somebody else that, that is mm. the same, in a similar, similar condition, you know, so we're not forever stuck with one person having to work something if, because somebody might not choose to work on something for lifetimes but everything always gets worked out but you know we can do it in different in in different uh, speeds too so always focus in on ourselves always because that's really truly the only healing we can do and even exactly. when we de- when we kind of demand even from a longing that somebody else works on it with us well then mm-hmm. we're not respecting their free will they're they can oh, choose whatever they said. want right it's their exactly. journey exactly yeah, beautiful. We're, we're on a break for a moment here. So um, I'm talking with Prajna Avalon, and we'll be back in just a few moments.
We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intuitive Life with Laura Worcester. Welcome back, everybody. And I'm here with um, the lovely Prajna Avalon, energy healer. And I forgot to mention your website, Prajna, um, for anybody who'd like to check out her website because she does do um, healing appointments over the phone, over the over the web and everything. So um, Prajna Avalon's P-R-A. J-N-A, Avalon.com, ProjnaAvalon.com. And if you have a question for Prajna, uh, we're definitely taking your calls. It's 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. If you have any questions about energy healing or anything related to that, um, absolutely call in. So um, Prajna, can anybody be a healer? <laughs> I love that question. And of course, I think anybody can be a healer. Anybody, just like anybody can learn, I don't know, anybody can learn to, to sew or anybody can learn math or anybody can learn to ride a bike. <laughs> um, anybody can heal, can be a healer. Um, mm-hmm. There, you know, we all, I, the main thing is we, we got to relearn uh, our intuitive abilities that at one point were natural for us, right? And then in this, the more the world got busier and busier and busier and more mind-centered, and we we started losing that connection. So uh, part of being a healer is relearning the connection with the softer parts of ourselves, with our hearts, with our, intuit- with our intuition. And anyone can learn that. There are, of course, people that are going to be more skilled at it than other people, just like with anything that we would learn in life, you know? But, um, Everybody can learn how to play chess, but some people will be chess masters and some people will, you know, play with their cousins and be okay. So, but we, we all can learn. And in one of the most wonderful things about this healing process is that the more we learn, the more we learn about ourselves. You know, the, it's, it's, uh, to learn how to help others heal that we learn about ourselves so each uh, development that we we grow into along the way our lives become better because we can implement all of that to our own selves our own relationships our own bodies our own lives so everybody can benefit from it we could all benefit from it to one way or another whether people are going to work with it as professionals or they're just going to use that with their so uh, it, it would be a wonderful thing for for anyone that feels called to 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 learn it yes yeah, absolutely and i know i mean i would love to have a seven-year program like like you were in that would be fantastic um I maybe will. sometime i will but it, i did take you know um a reiki class and most reiki classes run a weekend or so right so it, it's just you're just barely barely scraping the surface of, of yeah. learning this and but I, I still even though it was only a weekend or actually two weekends I still found that it was it really had a huge impact on on my perception of energy so any anything any kind of training I think would um, be helpful for anybody just to, to open up awareness 
Yeah, exactly. Just to open up awareness and the intention of the training being for something positive to self-healing, for healing others. You can't go wrong with those. You know, it's just a, a, whenever we're doing something with love, with open heartedness, with good intentions, positive awareness, we can only benefit from it. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, and sort of to segue off of what you had mentioned before about how, you know, um, sometimes sometimes people feel like they have to be healed and in a perfect state in order to be a healer. But, you know, there's that concept of the wounded healer. And um, how, what do you what is your feelings on that? Well, I, I I don't know if any of us that are on this planet here are fully healed. Like, and exactly. what does that entail anyway? Right? What is a fully healed person? I I don't think I I don't I don't personally don't think I have the answer to that. So, um, right. one thing that's really important is yes, in order to be a healer, you must 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 do your personal work as well. Right. So. You, 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 it's very important that you either see a healer regularly or some sort of therapist. You've got to work on yourself because what happens in energy work in order to, um, to bring healing to somebody, what I'm doing is I am holding that placing myself where they need healing in a higher vibration. So their energy field can receive that mirror and be vibrate that healed um so in order for that i need to be working on myself so and thing is you know higher energy i think we lost you oh can you still hear me oh there you are i heard higher energy and then you dropped out yeah okay so high energy always wins in vibration. So let's say I go to a healer that vibrates so much higher than me, so much higher because they've done so much more work, they developed so much more. I'm going to benefit from that a lot because my field is just going to soak that in, right? And really receive it. And I'm going to leave that session in a little bit of a higher vibration myself. Now, if I go to a healer that has a much lower energetic vibration than me, I'm not going to benefit much because my vibration is actually going to be going to them. You know, uh, higher always flows towards lower. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really important that we always develop ourselves first. By no means we need to be healed. And, and it's I think it's impossible. But we yeah. need to have awareness. Yeah. It's important. And it's so important to have awareness. Because the only thing that we need to do is we need to be a couple of steps ahead of whoever we're working with. But we need to be those couple of steps ahead. And if you're working, the people that are coming to you, the universe will send you people that are a match. They'll send you people that are a good match. But we need to be doing our work. Otherwise, we're not benefiting ourselves. And we're really not doing a good service to anybody else either. Exactly. Yes. And um, and just to you know, kind of segue again off of what you said, I mean, sometimes people... I. I when I hear people uh, talking about higher vibrations and lower vibration, um, mm-hmm. sometimes it seems like people equate like higher vibration with good, like being a good person versus mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And it yeah. how do you how you define 
a high vibration versus a low vibration? Yeah, so uh, in terms of just the, just like a simple logistical things for the, mm -hmm. the energetic field, the, the first level of the energy field vibrates at a lower frequency than the seventh level of the energy field. And what does that mean? It's like in a musical scale, it would be like a versus a something like that. <laughs> It doesn't mean that one is worse or better than the other. Everything is yes. music, right? On a musical exactly. scale, it's just lower and higher. So it's the same thing in the energy field. The lower levels vibrate lower, higher levels vibrate higher. They're all good, just like all music's good. Mm -hmm. um, now, there are things, uh, let's say, like if we're talking about... Um, like water, it's pure, it vibrates well. Water from a spring in nature, for example. It has a really beautiful, it's alive. It has a, a high vibration. It's alive. If we're talking about, I don't know, um, you know, like soda, for example, it's a dead element. It has a lower vibration. In this case, this higher vibration is better than the lower vibration that we're talking about. So it can, it depends on what we're talking about. Um, exactly. Anger holds a low vibration in a negative way than, uh, in, let's say, gratitude. Mm -hmm. Frequency. So when it comes to experiences in life, it can be better or worse, lower versus higher. When it comes to the energy field, there isn't such a thing. Um, now, somebody, if somebody is you know, angry and they're, you know, don't have integrity and they're kind of, you know, lying, they're having lower vibration in themselves. So it is worse than somebody that's doing charity and, you know, going to feed the homeless and, you know, helping their, their elderly neighbor, you know, there is such a thing. Um, right. And it's important for, for, for healing uh, the vi vibrational frequencies, because when, for example, when disease shows up in the body, most diseases can show up at, at a really low vibration in the sense that it's muddy. The energy is not even moving. It's kind of stuck. And mm -hmm. to, heal, to try to cure a disease, you bring a higher vibration to replace that. So I, I, I know it can be a little confusing because higher can mean good and lower can mean bad but not necessarily it depends on of, of what we're talking about right yeah that's a good point and and it's in the fact that you mentioned um blocks or stagnant energy now, i've had i've had people come in t uh, to see me and they'll say oh i saw another um another psychic and they told me that my third chakra is blocked like, and they start panicking because they're like, what does that oh, mean? Gosh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I hear that. I, 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 I swear if I could have like a dollar for every time somebody was told their chakra was blocked, I would just <laughs> make so much money. Um, <laughs> it is so rare for a chakra to be, chakra to be fully blocked. Yes. If your chakra is fully blocked, you would be very, 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 very ill, very ill. Thank you for um, saying that. Thank you. Because I've always felt that way. And I just thank you for validating that. Yeah. 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 And I'll also say 
it's almost impossible for any of us to have all of our chakras nice and open and clockwise and flowing beautifully. I think mm -hmm. my chakras get like that when I'm doing healing work because I'm consciously opening them and leaving them in that way because I'm helping other people. But in life, you know, right now, like I have construction happening in my apartment and the contractors are driving me crazy. I leave there. I can guarantee you that my chakras are not aligned. <laughs> <laughs> so, so please, nobody panic with that. And our chakras are alive. They change. I can wake up with one chakra a little more wobbly. By two hours later, it's functioning well. By a half hour later, something happened, it changed again. By a half hour later, it happened and changed again. It's all movements. Now, if it's something really, really chronic, then it will cause um, illness. Like, you know, if a third chakra has an area, like a, a solar plexus chakra has an area that's been kind of slower for a long time, that person might have a hernia or might have a... You know, it, it will affect something, but but nothing's ever blocked. Never. It's just not gonna. It's it's uns, unsurvivable. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's a good point. And 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 I like that you said too that over time, like someone may say, oh, you got to, you know, they might get a sense that maybe one of their chakras is a little sluggish or something. It doesn't mean that instantaneously, like disease is going to start to um, form. It it's it takes time. It takes time. And the other thing is, like, that's also a dualistic kind of limited view because let's, mm -hmm. you know, take, let's say the third, the, the solar plexus chakra is a chakra that's very, or let's take the heart chakra, for example. You know, mm -hmm. if I'm with, let's say, you know, if I'm with my partner, my heart chakra will be acting a certain way because that's my, my connection with my partner. Then if I go visit my, I don't know, my, my friends, my heart chakra will be in another way. If I go visit my family, maybe my heart chakra will be all, you know, uh, different. So even the same chakra will have different experiences depending on the situation. So it's very mobile. It's very alive. It's very fluid. Um, there are chakras that need work. Uh, I mean, most of them need work in all of us. And, and, and we've all gone through things in life that are traumatic, that are difficult. And those chakras that were more connected with those things will probably be a little more sluggish. So then you focus on those. Uh, but nothing is permanent ever. Everything can be healed. Everything can move. Everything can change. And nothing is a very few times things are a life sentence. You know, they're like, oh, my God, if I don't fix this now, you know, everything is ruined. It's not like that. It's never like that. Oh, good to hear. Because I, I, it's so interesting how so many people feel that way. Like, oh, my goodness, if I don't get this fixed or if I my vibration is not high enough I can get ill and people seem to have that black and white kind of um, yes. approach to energy and it's it's wonderful to hear what, what you said about that so yeah, yeah it's very fluid nothing nothing is a life sentence I mean some people will come and say oh some you know I went to this other healer or this other psychic and they said they saw you know my my aura is this color I'm like okay well you know there, first of all, the aura is multicolored depending on the level that it is. Some levels are single colored, some levels are multicolored, some levels are, you know, iridescent, some levels are dull. So it depends, you know. So you you, you gotta you gotta um, 
you got to be really careful with diagnostics like that. Yes. I'm not a fan of anything, any, you know, whenever I hear diagnostics, I, a diagnosis, I don't like it because it's not like that, especially when it comes to energy. Beautiful. Glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's fascinating. I think the, or, the whole, I could, I wish I could study just on the aura for like years and just to um, understand it more because I'm, it, it is there's so many layers to it and it and and what someone someone could come in here and I could read their aura but it you know it what they did that morning would affect sometimes the colors around their aura and um, you know where they're focusing yeah of course and also what we do for our lives like for example um, athletes that really work out and have a lot of muscle tone and are built up, you know, yeah. their aura actually has a little bit of a darker tone than somebody yeah. that is an artist. And it does not mean it's dull or dark or negative. It just means that, you know, that's what their physical body kind of like helped it create. But so, you know, it's very, it, it depends. And also when you read somebody's aura, it, it is, you're kind of reading what their aura is showing to you at that moment. There are, you could be reading somebody's aura for two hours, you know? So I, I usually, when somebody asks me to read their, you know, to read their aura, I usually give them the first thing that comes to my mind. And I say, that's what I'm seeing right now. And the, and that's maybe, you know, the information that is meant to come to you at this moment. Uh, right. But nothing is definite because it's so many different layers um, that it would, I don't know who could do that, who could read the entire thing clearly. Right, exactly. Oh, this is so awesome. If someone was to, like, say someone's listening and they say, no, wow, this, this really sounds fascinating. I want to learn more. Where would you suggest someone to begin to learn more about energy healing? Well, I, the, the, there's a great book that's actually by Barbara Brennan, the founder of this school I went to, it's called Hands of Light. And it's a tremendously uh, well-written, incredible book. It's uh, amongst healers. It's always been called the healing Bible because it's thick. It's a quite a big book and it will go in depth into each chakra, each layer of the energy field. It goes into uh, the colors and it goes into some healing techniques. I highly suggest this book. I don't, I haven't heard uh, of another book that is as good as that one yet. Uh, that's a great beginning. And you, 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 there will be so much food for thought there. And then from there, if people feel called to something else they then they can explore whatever they feel drawn to afterwards wonderful excellent so this is definitely something to to look into and just take your time with it too i think sometimes people want to understand it like overnight and it it's something you kind of have to take your time learning about and um, absolutely take your time it's a lot of uh concrete information it's like learning a subject so yeah it's something to to go through slowly or if you want to read it through read it through and then come back and study it again it's a study book it's it's not a description of experiences it's uh it's a study book for healers beautiful wonderful so as we go into our last i can't believe this this went by so quickly we're going into the last few minutes Um, (laughs) but um the um 
you know, being being someone who's tuned into energy on a consistent basis, um, obviously you can pick up the vibe of the world and and maybe the tr- uh, the energetic trends that are happening right now. What do you find is sort of rising to your into your awareness recently that you would like to talk about or to bring attention to? I've been feeling a lot, especially this year. Um, it's a year of clearing. Um, I see, I feel that last year was a year of kind of stopping and connecting and, uh, you know, getting things shaken up, which happened, right, one way or another for each one of us. And this year, I see a lot of clearing. So a lot of people are actually in more chaotic situations within themselves or in their lives, I feel, than even last year. So which is not bad. I'm not saying this in a negative way. What I'm saying is that it's truly a year of letting go, of Mm -hmm. surrendering, and of really connecting within to feel what is the truth? Like, what is the truth to my path? What is the truth of what my soul longs for? And really trusting a lot of what's happening, we cannot explain, we don't understand, we don't know what's going to happen, we don't know the path. We, there's so much changing in this world yet. There is nothing that's really back to being concrete. And there might not be. This, you know, there might be, things might be different from here now. So mm-hmm. really connecting within and trusting that there's no, you know, connecting with oneself. So I'll connect with myself and I'll really feel my heart and and say, okay, I know there's no mistake that I'm here now. I know there's no mistake in my path. I trust, I trust my guidance. I trust my path. I trust that I'm meant to be here now. And then from that place, continuing to connect within so that clarity can unfold for each one of us. It's a very important moment in time to trust, connect within, and allow the old to clear and move out and connect with what we really, 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 truly want and what really feels right uh, and in alignment with our lives. Hmm. Well, that's And that's the challenge, though, is, is the trust. And it, I like that you're... You're talking about affirming that, like that, um, affirming your path, affirming where you feel you need to go, and but how how can some a lot of this? There are people who are embracing that, and then there's people who because um, there's then there's um, some people who are actually I'm finding there's more anxiety now than there was before everything kind of shut down because they're going back into um, what they know isn't right for them anymore and. Um, so how how does someone how does someone find a level of trust or to start to tune into that a bit more? Yeah, well, I think that's what you just said is what I'm noticing. I think there's a lot more anxiety and a lot more chaos now than there was before. It, there's a yeah. lot more difficulties now in general as than there was before. The only place where we can find safety is within ourselves and it is in our grounding. If we are in, if I'm in connection with myself, if I'm really aligned in my roots, so if I connect with myself, it's all about coming within. So I'm, you know, whoever is listening, just go within, close your eyes, put your hands in your chest and go within. I, there's not even a technique that I'll mention now because it, it's about going in. So you put your hands in your heart 
you feel your heart, you close your eyes, you connect with your soul inside, however that happens in the moment, and you imagine that that connection is going down into your legs and out your feet and you're connecting to the ground. And you can even imagine that the entire world is kind of in a hurricane around you. Everything is flying by, you know, like those movies where there's like a cow that flies by or something <laughs> like that. You can imagine that. There's like things flying by and you're in the center and you're with your hands in your heart. Your eyes are closed. You're very connected and you're safe and you're centered and you know you're okay. And you do that every day and you do that as many times as you want or as you need, because if I'm in that center, there could be hap there could be anything happening. I'm OK. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be scared or worried or whatever. I'm still OK. If I lose the center and I become anxious and ungrounded, I'm a mess with the same thing happening. So going within will then give us clarity to know which steps to make. If you need to make a change because you're back to something that wasn't working, then it will give you the strength to do so. And a change is always possible. We're never, ever, ever stuck in something that's not working. You might look like we are, but a change is always, always possible, especially from this place of centeredness and grounding. Beautiful. That's like the best exercise. <laughs> You can feel it, right? Could you feel it oh, when yeah. I was describing that centeredness? Absolutely. Sort of being the eye of the storm and just, you know, seeing the chaos around. I did exactly what you said in my heart and just um, imagine being the center of the storm here and just everything, but being in the center of peace and everything swirling yeah. around. It's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, that was you. So that um, so I know we're coming up um, into the last minute, actually half a minute here. So um if anybody would like to get in touch with Prajna, you can go to prajnaavalon.com. That's P-R-A-J-N-A, avalon.com. And and you can do healing over the phone without any issues whatsoever. You don't have to be in Brazil with Prajna. Right, right Prajna? <laughs> yes. Actually, for the past, I think, 15 years, I've done healings only over the phone because I've, I actually thought... I find it to be deeper than in person. And, and my clients found that too. So even my in-person clients, we all changed to over the phone about 15 or so years ago because it's actually Beautiful. deeper. And then you can relax in your own bed, in your own couch. You don't have to get into a car and drive anywhere. It's it's so much more effective. And I highly recommend a couple of healings with Prajna and it's very helpful. And uh, thank you so much, Prajna. It was an honor to talk with you on the, on the show today. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye, Prashna. So hold on. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. 
Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.